Several years ago, I learned about the micro-investing platform called Acorns. Intrigued by its mechanism to both passively and automatically save, I signed up. Fast forward to 2023, and I'm transferring my money out. Find out why in the latest episode of the F-Sharp Podcast. Welcome to the F-Sharp Podcast, presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared to educate you on all things financial. Co-hosts Tanner Bortnam and Adam Henning discuss various financial topics presented in a consumable and entertaining manner. Tanner is a certified financial planner, JD and financial expert, while Adam is a marketing professional and small business owner. It's time to harmonize. Sit back and enjoy the episode. Your future self will thank you. Welcome to episode 35 of the Financially Sharp Podcast presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared towards making you more financially literate. I'm Adam Henning, marketing professional and small business owner. I'm joined as always with co-host, certified financial planner, JD, wealth manager and industry expert, Tanner Bortnam. In this episode, our first episode of 2023, so happy new year to you and all of our listeners. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about financial tech as a whole and more specifically uh, focus on the app called Acorns. Uh, we'll give you a lowdown of what that is. Uh, my personal experience with the app and the process I went through to actually get my money out of Acorns. So um, we're going to welcome in Tanner here and just kind of go over what Acorns is and just give a sense of financial tech as a as a whole um so with that uh tanner what what's your thoughts uh, as in general and with just financial tech in general um it, it's it's mixed um well first i'll start with yeah uh happy 2023 to everyone <laughs> um now yeah back to the, the fintech um it's you know, I'll start with the positives. Obviously, anytime you can um, bring in technology to make things more streamlined, make things faster, make things cheaper, I'm all about that. Um, the negative side of it is because it's such a, or, or at least a newer uh, area of the financial world, um, you know, there's there's unknowns and people are still learning about it. And, and so there's, there's, definitely companies taking advantage of of that and you know not necessarily always making things as easy as easy as it should be or you know the best that they can um and again that's you know that's capitalism they're here to make money but we're here to try to help all of our listeners save money so um you just got to be you got to be a little careful i guess i would say you know there's there's good and bad um as there is with everything We'll start right there with what you just said there. It's um, saving money. So um, like I said earlier, this is a, a real situation, scenario. Um, my personal experience with the app, I'm going to use actual numbers. I'm okay with disclosing that. So um, Acorns is, a, is an app which is basically um, a, a mechanism or a, a an algorithm that uh, helps you sign or 
helps you save money based on linking a credit card or a bank account um, to the account. And the mechanism there is just rounding up and saving in the background. That's the allure of it. So uh, I signed up. I can't even remember when I um, downloaded the app probably six or so years ago and just liked the the background nature of saving. So um, that's what it, it initially drew me into it. And it just kind of kept going and it was saving in the background and it wasn't really hurting anything. So, um, and I also say that um, and preface it with, I was in a much different place from a financial literacy standpoint then, um, <laughs> younger, dumber. Um, and I knew the importance of obviously saving and investing and just was at a very novice level of investing um, and hadn't really um, made that jump quite yet. So not a whole lot of disposable income coming at the time of, of this with young Adam's life. Um, and certainly, uh, not at, a, uh, the, the relationship level of investing with Tanner. So, um, I thought this was a good way of just starting, getting my feet wet. Um, so, um, very easy, very intuitive to start. Um, but like I said, the premise is if you spend or go to a grocery store and spend $5.50, the app will link it, see the uh, charge for $5.50 and round up to $6. Take that $0.50 cents and put it in to an investment account. Um, and then from there, um, they ask you, and, and I'll pull up the questions to develop a profile on you of who you are, what's your income, and just get a sense of 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 you, um, which isn't very in-depth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, didn't expect it to be. Not as much as something or personalized that you would get from a uh, financial advisor. And I'm tap dancing right now. I pull up the app and get into the portfolio here um so investor profile they ask one two three four five six seven questions to get my investor profile um so they can use those answers to recommend a portfolio for me so first question is employment status second annual income net worth um what your investment goal is um, what is your level of financial education? Isn't that a funny and ironic one? Mm -hmm. I don't know how that would uh, change based on what I know now. but um, And then the last two are initially how much money do you plan to invest? And the options are spare change only, which would be just the roundups, which is copyrighted, by the way. Um, some of my cash, half of my cash, most of my cash, almost all of my cash. So I don't know what they would potentially change based on your answer, but it is what it is. And then the last question is, what access do you need to your Acorns investment um, from a time frame standpoint? So within the next five years, spanning all the way to 20 plus years. 
So based on that information and the answers that you give on that profile, they recommend basically five portfolios um, on a spectrum of aggressiveness from aggressive to conservative. And those portfolios are aggressive, moderately aggressive, moderate, moderately conservative, and conservative. And it's just um, a grouping of percentages of stocks versus bonds. Um ranging from 100% stocks um, in aggressive, and then moderately is 80-20, and then all the way down to uh, moderately conservative is the 60% bonds, 40% stocks, um, and then all the way conservative is 100% bonds. So that's kind of how they pool the portfolio of aggressive to conservative, and then within those stocks, they... Um, have large company stocks, medium, small, and international stocks, and they just put your money towards um, ETFs, and they've got defined ETFs um, in there. So with that said, what do you think of how it's set up, Tanner? Is it what you would expect or pretty pretty blanket cookie cutter? <sighs> I think that's being very kind. Yeah, I think I think that's being very kind. You know, as as we have always promised, we will um, be as transparent and and you know respectful as we can, while also giving all of our listeners, uh, you know, what we believe is is the truth and. So my truth is, I, I think that's crap, <laughs> um, to be very honest. Um, you know, I, I understand, and we've gone over this in previous episodes, that the extensiveness of what I go through is pretty rare. Um, there are other advisors out there that do that, but, you know, we're, it's pretty rare to do as, as much um, knowledge gathering and and research on on clients themselves um that what we do at harmony wealth but even just taking our regular advisor i mean this is i don't know 10 percent of what they would they would get um and you know to me uh it's a little confusing because you know you sent over some of the the documents um from your account opening and the adv and one of the things that shocked me was their um Acorns is an investment advisor under the 1940 Act, and I believe that requires them to be a fiduciary. I'm not positive, but I think so. And I have a hard time figuring out how you could even remotely claim that you're being a fiduciary with knowing seven things about a person. Uh, that just seems really, uh, really, really stretched there. But you know, again, I think it's something where it's it's kind of what I alluded to at the beginning. It's Acorns isn't a bad app. Um, you know what they're doing is helping people who, you know, primarily are young people, um, and then also people who have never been never saved at all. They're helping them get started, and I think that's mm-hmm. I, I think that's noble. I, I I will admit that I think that that's really noble. I think that's a good thing. And hey, you know, if they created this and they can make money off of it, good for them. Capitalism. I'm all for that. Um, where I start to get a little frustrated with fintech companies is when it it starts getting you know you, you start getting outside your lane right like this should literally be 
an app that is only utilized by people who are just starting and don't, you know, kind of like what you mentioned, Adam, from six years ago, your financial literacy back then. It's just helping you save. I mean, it's helping you save 50 cents per transaction or 74 cents or 27 or, you know, whatever that is with the rounding up. Um, you know, if that is the little bit amount that you can save, like this is a perfect um, app for you. But where I start to, you know, get a little frustrated with these is, is they won't stop there. They, they'll totally take a client with $500,000 or a million dollars or whatever if someone wanted to give them the money. And I'm like, no, like, no, know your role, you know, stay in your lane. And we need, and, and that's really more us trying to educate our listeners. And hopefully that spreads to all of their friends and family. And, but it's, you know, you, you have like, you know, just like school, right? You go to preschool and then you go to elementary school and then you go to middle school and then you go to high school and then you go to college. Okay, you, that's the same thing with your financial literacy. You know, this is this is kindergarten. You know, and once you're done with kindergarten, you you move on, right? Like you've you've figured out. Okay, it's good to save. We need to move on, and you know, don't get stuck. You know, fintech is easy. It's nice. Like, don't get stuck in the comfortableness because if you're only saving thirty five cents per transaction or, you know, whatever it ends up being like, there's no way you're going to amass enough for retirement. So for even them to elude that this would help you, I mean, it, it will help, but it's not going to get you to retirement. There's, that's just not, it's not possible. Um, even with compounding interest, you know, it's just, you're not going to be saving enough per year when you're saving a few cents here and there to get enough to retirement. So, you know, once you've gotten used to that money coming out of your account, then okay, now go work with someone that's, you know, professional and that can help you get on the right track. And then, you know, typically what people work with, um, you know, newer advisors when they're newer because they're similar age or, you know, whatever. But again, then same thing, like as you go through life, you may need to graduate to an advisor that has more expertise because you now need that expertise. It's, it's just, it's the, um, the path that we're all on and it's okay that, you know, you, you need to seek out that further expertise. Little off track there, but I think important for everyone to know. Right. And like you said, I think it's a good way to start. Um, and that's certainly how I felt. Um, you don't have to make any buys. You don't do any trades and that's where, as someone that's an expert like you, would be a total turnoff. And um, they kind of lock that down and do it for you based on your portfolio. So once you set that portfolio up, it sets up that kind of the automatic buys that you could set up in a, a different type of brokerage account. Um, so it does yeah, kind of... Uh, real quick, I want to jump in there. I don't even mind that they do all the buying and selling. I mean, I do all the buying and selling for my clients. It's more of... They have five portfolios, and based off of seven questions, they're going to shove somebody into one of those five. I regularly have new clients that you know we'll give them the Riskalyze um, questionnaire to go over risk, and we'll you know do all of the fact finding that that we do. And when I'm asking questions and going over things, there are definitely times where I'll get an answer and I'll be like, "That doesn't sound right," so I will. F- further explore that and it's just it was answered differently or they thought it meant something mm-hmm. different where you don't get this in this app like if you don't know what something necessarily means as as the person 
entering in the questions, like that is a factor in what portfolio you get put in. And there's no way for them to ever validate whether you actually know what they're asking or not. So that's where, you know, it's, I think that's where the potential issues could be of getting in the wrong portfolio. Yeah, and when I started this, I certainly wasn't doing it for, you know, like my main retirement account. It was always with the thought of something on the side and knowing potentially that family would come about and could potentially serve as some kind of a side investment or account. So um, even at the point of going down this path, I wasn't thinking, yeah, this is going to be a a main long-term uh, investment strategy for me. And I quickly found out, and the reason that was the main reason of me moving away from it was okay, based on my spending habits, I know a pretty good idea of how much money that's being transferred every month. Um, so why don't I just do that um, to begin with instead of waiting till after my spending to save? So prioritizing that saving first and just creating that automatic transfer kind of made acorns appeal for me go away because you you learn that habit or establish that habit and just say well the the allure of this app is now gone just because i understand and just transfer and set up that automatic transfer every month so yeah you graduate really isn't doing anything for me anymore so um but like what i think it would really be nice for um is is a way to and i just think i thought of this as we were talking about it is if like a, a checking account had this to round up and send it into a savings account or a um, emergency fund account i think keeping it liquid and just moving moving it there would probably be a better mm-hmm. mechanism for it. Um, yeah. Because the, the There we go. Hold on. Po- you got to come okay, up with a new name because Roundup is, is uh, copyrighted. Copy. So we got to come up with a new one and then we'll just take it to one of the banks and be like, hey, we copy. We have copyright on well, this. Why don't got you do the name. this? I mean, tune up, right? We're oh, that, yeah, there you go. In that family of... of of music and harmony. So it'd be just like perfect sharpen up or tune up or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. So if that, if my five, six years or whatever it ended up being of, of roundups would be, would have been more liquid, I would have probably not looked to get out. Um, and, um, over that time I had about $8,000 that I, had accrued and I just it was just kind of sitting there in the separate account. I have other accounts um, with my employer and then with Tanner. So I'm just like, why why do I have this? It's not really doing as doing anything. So let me just transfer this and consolidate with with my other accounts. So that was when we kind of got introduced with a little tricky situation. Certainly I don't have the level of expertise. So this is where you find value with someone that's going to sit on that side of the table with you and walk down the road with you. Um, so Tanner, help me out. What is this? How do I transfer this money? I don't want it in this app anymore. I just want to move it over to you so you can manage it and do everything. How do I do that? So, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was a process. 
Um, and this is the, this is, I would say kind of the, the second area that, you know, bugs me a bit about FinTech is, you know, your, I mean, it's in your name, right? FinTech, your tech company. And I'll, I'll just ask this. I mean, I know the answers, but we'll, I'll ask these so that our listeners know. Um, when you set up, when you first started with Acorns, which was six years, roughly six years ago, um, so obviously technology's gotten even better. Mm-hmm. Um, you, if I'm understanding correctly, you downloaded an app, correct? Yes. And then they somehow, through technology, linked up either a bank account or a uh, credit card to yours, correct? Yep, you can do and either then, or both. Perfect. And then you signed everything via on the app or I don't if yep. you even did sign anything, whatever it is. That was all through the app, right? Yeah, by blood, yep. Yeah, yeah. No, not but no, through the app technology. So I'm trying to prove a point here. Um, so much to my surprise when we just sent a simple transfer form that you had DocuSigned, we come to find out that Acorns does not accept electronic transfers. It has to be handwritten, signed, and mailed to them. Because, Irony. yeah, because that makes sense. Right, it, we're, it makes we're it happy to absolutely. I mean, there's reasons behind all of these. Like they're willing and able to have any new person become a new client of theirs and add money electronically. But by golly, if you want to take the money out, we're gonna make it as slow and as painful as pro- as possible. Mm-hmm. So that was step one. Um, was getting that figured out. Then step two, and I will give this person kudos. Uh, whoever you know, I don't know what the the name was, but the the representative that we uh, ended up emailing you, um, and then, you know, obviously I read that because you forwarded it to me, but um, at least letting you know that this was happening before they did it. And Acorns, uh, I don't remember the exact amounts, and that doesn't really matter, um, but they were going to charge something like $35 per ETF for a transfer fee per ETF, which is... I have never heard of, um, and you had several of them in each of the accounts. One of the accounts that would have been over twenty five percent of the value of the account <laughs> with your your IRA that was smaller, um, just in fees to transfer it, and then they were also you had fractional shares in there, and so they needed to sell the fractional shares because you can't transfer those, which that is accurate. Um, and industry-wide, but that was going to take like two to three weeks somehow. Uh, you know, so, so really like this is, this is again, I'm pointing these things out and yes, I am picking on acorns, but all, you know, a lot of the FinTech companies will do this. Like your tech company, everything happens instantaneously, you know, and then the irony in it is, well, if you want to take the money from us, no, now we're going to go back to old school, you know, snail mail or a fax mm-hmm. number or, you know, something ridiculous sure. like that. And then we're going to take two, three weeks where the rest of the industry, you know, if you have your money at Fidelity or Schwab or TD and you want to move it to one of the other ones, it's done in like two or three days. I mean, it's all electronic. They accept DocuSign and they're not quote unquote fintech companies. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a, if you're going to claim to be a fintech company, in my opinion, and you're going to be on the cutting edge of all of this, you should probably be on the cutting edge of 
money going out to and all things, even if they aren't in your best interest, you know, as a company, obviously you never want to see a client leave. So, but don't make it harder because it was, it was an absolute mess, um, to try to move your funds. And then the, oh, and then the other part I forgot was the, uh, representative offered a solution that would have saved you the fees, which you know, again, kudos. Um, I, I, we appreciate that. But you had an IRA. It was a retirement account was one of your accounts. And the recommendation was just send this to yourself. And there was no guidance on what that would have done to you for taxes, for a mm-hmm. penalty because you're under 59 and a half, for any of that. They were just like, well, just send it to yourself. And then if you want, you can, in, you know, do whatever you want with it, or I don't remember exactly. That's basically the gist of what it said. So, you know, if you weren't working, that's what we act, ended up doing so that we saved you all those fees, but we were able to do a 60-day, you know, indirect rollover. And, um, but if you weren't working with an advisor, like how, how, would, how would a person know that, to do that? Absolutely zero chance I would. Exactly. Know. Yeah, I mean, because it's, you can do it through that way. It's just you have 60 days and you have to, you know, notate it in a correct manner and on the uh, when you're putting it into your new company and all this different stuff. So, you know, again, if if they're treating themselves and, and they obviously are because they're an investment advisor, which is, a you know, a company, or their company is registered as an investment advisor, then I think you have a duty to give good at least good advice. I mean, I believe they should, I think, like I said earlier, I think they're required to be fiduciaries, but I'm not positive, but you should at least be giving competent advice. And I wouldn't say that that was the case. Um, because if, if you would have just taken that money out from the IRA, you would have paid taxes. It's all income to you plus a 10%, um, penalty on top of that. So you're looking at pretty easily over 30% taxes, maybe pushing 40, you know, uh, percent taxes with Minnesota state tax on top of all of it. Well, who wants to give up 40% of the money that they had put in there? Like nobody, right? So, um, you know, I guess long story short, just you, sometimes you get what you pay for, um, mm-hmm. you know, and these fintech companies typically are cheaper. Um, but there's also a reason for that. There is no advising. They're just taking your money and investing it and making their money on top of it through the management fees and the spreads. You know, did you did you receive any financial advising from the investment advisor who is Acorns? No. All right. They have a knowledge area. <laughs> but I will say and take a step back as a marketing person and this is probably why I got hooked is that I will commend them and say it's very clean it's cool it's it kind of we've used this term before it kind of gamifies investing Mm -hmm. you can have you get good visuals and then they do the marketing part is and i feel like a lot of people would be attracted to these two things they partner with certain vendors and they give bonus investments if you shop there. So if they see a transaction on your credit card that's linked right now, um, like you get 0.5% bonus investment if you shop at Walmart, Sam's Club, 1%, Chewy, 6%. So 
there are opportunities for rewards. Um, and then my favorite, the referral, they are offering $1,000 right now if you refer four friends. So that's kind of how they, their business strategy. Um, that's interesting. And, is that only for, do you know, is that only for your regular investment account? Well, let me look. I clicked on it. Get $1,000 when you invite four friends to join. We'll invest $1,000 into your invest account when you invite four yep. or more friends yep. to sign up and make their first investment. Yeah, that's because I was going to say, I, I'm 99.8% sure that that would be illegal if they put money into your retirement account. Because that's the other one. I know you mentioned you were oh, okay. going back before. You were mentioning you weren't doing this for retirement. Well, Obviously, some people are because they offer retirement accounts for sure. people to open. Yep. So, um, you know, and then going going back just a, a you know a couple minutes ago when you said, from a marketing standpoint, it's very clean, it looks great, and it almost gamifies it. I remember specifically what company you said the same thing about on a previous episode about a year ago. Do you recall which company that was? Well, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, Tanner. Yes, I no, remember. No. It's Robinhood. Uh, yes. And let's chat about that fintech company <laughs> That's going real quick. Well. Uh, yeah, how has I, that been? I need to not, just not, not sign up for these because I also, yeah, Robinhood account. Yeah, I'm got just that. needing, I'm just <laughs> using that as another example of a fintech company that everyone loved and look what they did. Oh, you know, we, we did an episode a long time ago about the day trading and all this stuff that went on with GameStop and, and uh, Bed Bath and Beyond and whatnot, um, you know, and what did Robinhood do to their customers? Oh, they just didn't have enough money so they froze the app so you couldn't trade so mm -hmm. when things were going poorly and people were trying to get out you couldn't get out if you were had your money at robin hood like this is kind of my point <laughs> it's just things can look great and they can have uh you know great interface and they can do all these but it's what is the company gonna do that's what should matter most. We just did an episode on FTX. That was an upcoming great app for crypto and all this stuff. And, and yeah, look where that went. Um, you know, so at the end of the day, it's not that fintech is bad. Fintech is going to be, it, it is the future, um, you know, for the financial industry. There's a lot of great other companies that, um, you know, are, are doing the right things. And, and I'm not trying to insinuate Acorns isn't doing the right things, but it's just, you you know you, there, there's so many of them out there that it's hard to know and, and it's so new it's hard to know which ones are the good ones yet there just is not enough longevity for good and bad situations and good and bad times in the markets to have played out to see what companies are going to weather the storm where you know fidelity charles schwab td ameritrade well td ameritrade and schwab are merging but Fidelity Schwab, they've been around forever. They've weathered many, many, many storms. You know, you can look back at their track record of things. Like they have that ability. And these fintech companies, we just we don't have that. They're they're too new. So as you 
per usual in this industry. Unfortunately, it is a buyer beware type mm-hmm. situation. So that's kind of all we're trying to do in this episode is just sure make sure, bring some food for thought, hopefully, and, and raise people's awareness so that they're looking into these things before they just jump on the next easiest app that is going to give them a hundred bucks. Right. Well, we've established that it's not the worst thing in the world. Obviously it's a very remedial thing. Um, What, what, what solutions would are better? What, what, what should someone with the situation that I use my situation, Mm -hmm. just go straight to it that maybe don't want a financial advisor or don't have one yet. Just go straight Mm to a a TD Ameritrade or a Schwab or, or what, what should they do instead of having this feel good platform that gamifies and shows them that they're, they're doing good and saving. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, I think that's going to be dependent. I think there's one of, you know, one of kind of two routes. So I think acorns is really, really good for, as we talked about earlier, for the people who cannot find a way to save. Like if Mm. you are just, you haven't learned that skill yet, and you're still working on it and and if there is fifty dollars left in your bank account at the end of the month you're spending it then acorns is gonna be the place for you because it's it's forced savings you know it rounds it up it rounds it you know all your purchases up and it and it will you know save for you um so i think that that would be good and again this is like i was saying with the you know, elementary and middle school and high school and, and college, like this, we're, we're talking like early elementary level in that analogy. Like this is, you're just learning how to budget and learning those skills. And once you have those skills, I think you can graduate and move on because to me, even if you don't work with an advisor, but once you get to the point of saying, I have $250 that I can put into an account every month, I would just go directly to Schwab, Fidelity, Vanguard, doesn't matter because now you can continue your learning process and learn more about the different ETFs and learn more and you get to pick your own and you get the entire universe of things to pick from rather than five different things that they manage mm-hmm. for you. Um, you know, and you get to learn. And I would say stick with, stick with ETFs. I'm not, you know, we've been over this. I'm not a huge fan of mutual funds because they're not as tax efficient. Stick with ETFs. Um, I would also, if you're just learning, I would not suggest individual stocks. Don't go on Reddit and do all of that. Yes, there's people that make millions of dollars off of that, but they're the first person in. And unless you're the first person in starting the thread on Reddit that gets 5 million people to do something, you're not that person. So don't try to be them. Just go with some ETFs find some stuff that you like, do some research, but it, it's going to help you, you know, kind of continue to learn that knowledge. So I would say what you did is completely fine. It's it, Again, it's not that Acorns is bad. It's just, it has, it has its place and its place is very, very early in your financial journey. And then it needs to go bye-bye for everybody. And like, you know, the next young person who is struggling with this can sign up. But like we, we got to graduate and move on or else you're going to get like you're, you you have to graduate and move on so that you you can continue to learn more in this area. Everyone needs to keep doing that. 
I'm the Michael Scott of investing. Explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. So thanks well, for the put down. I think thanks that's, for the put down. <laughs> no, I, I think that that's a good, um, if you can explain anything like you could to a five-year-old, I think that that means you've mastered the subject area. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, just, just keep graduating. I think that would be, it, it, it's for the people early, 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 early in their for financial journey. And if you're past that, um, you know, either do it yourself or work with an advisor. Anything else you want to get off your chest or anything you want to talk about FinTech Acorns before no. we wrap it up? No, just again, unfortunately, it's buyer beware, like a lot of things in this industry. So just uh, do your research and find the ones that are best for you. And if you have an Acorns account and you're listening to this, the sentiment is it's not bad. It's not the end of the world. But if you want to get out, call Tanner because he's walked through that. He knows exactly what to do. So. Yeah, and, and uh, have some patience because <laughs> it's, yeah. it's going gonna to take you a while to get your money out of there. Well, I couldn't have done it without you. I'm glad I had a, a financial advisor to ask these and bounce these questions off of because um, when you got that much money in an account and you're trying to pull it out, you're like, ooh, what do I do? And what's that going to look like when taxes come up? So... Um, it's important to have have one of those uh, experts on your team. So uh, support the podcast. Press that follow button. Leave a five-star review. Uh, most importantly, tell a friend. We will not give a 1000 bucks for inviting four friends, but we'll give you a nice little <laughs> pat on the back. That's right. No $1,000. <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day. But uh, if you have any questions or suggestions for a future episode topic, shoot us an email at podcast at financiallysharp.com. That's podcast at financiallysharp.com. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll, uh, you'll hear us in the next episode. See ya. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. This podcast does not engage in rendering legal, tax, financial, or other professional services. Investment advisory services are offered through Harmony Wealth, a registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please contact Harmony Wealth at 602-935-5155 or at HarmonyWealthAZ.com.